All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, nonstop Leafs talk starts now. All right, let's get after it. It's the Monday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill and Rosie. What a rather eventful weekend in Leafs Nation. How was yours? Mine was solid, man. Uh, yeah, I was looking forward to this show. Lots going on as usual. High drama, lots to talk about, a lot of opinions. So let's get after it. Yeah, speaking of opinions, we want it in the chat today. So stay interactive with us. We'll get to that portion later on in the show. Remember to subscribe, like, you know, leave us a review wherever you can. We're on Apple Podcasts now as well. Make sure to check out theleafsnation.com for the very, very latest happening in Leafland. Off the bat, before we get to our feature segment here on the program, Rosie, I got to ask you behind the scenes as a former player inside the room, how often do players talk about decisions or lack thereof made by management? And I'm alluding to obviously the big conversation stemming from Matt Murray this past weekend. Yeah, I mean, maybe just outside of the rank, you're hanging out with a buddy or something like that and you're bullshitting about the team and what's going on. But honestly, like not as much as you would think, I would say, especially once you're in the building, you know, what you got is what you got. Um, There's not a lot of bitching going on. Like maybe if a guy gets pulled off a line or something like that, he'll roll his eyes and like go off by himself and do a workout and you can tell he's kind of pissed or something. But as far as who we're signing and and whatnot, it's kind of like you're focused on yourself you got a job to do and you're kind of worried about doing your part for the team. You're not sitting there micromanaging the general manager. So I'd say not as much as you think. Um, 
you got to work with what what there is to work with when you get to when you get to camp and when you get to the team and that's kind of all anyone can do as far as as far as I was anyways maybe other guys are different but there's certainly not any open bitching going on in the dressing room or guys yapping about this should have happened that should have happened guys aren't doing that Good to know. We always love to play armchair GM. Good to know it doesn't really happen inside the dressing room. With that in mind, let's jump over the boards. All right, a lot to get to, as mentioned. Uh, you know, a lot happened this past weekend, but we'll start with the recap of the Battle of Ontario. First and foremost, you weren't on the show on Friday. Uh, great three hits with Rosie, by the way, the feature segment uh, when you're not available to us and doing your firefighting gig. But Along those lines, uh, the Battle of Ontario, how easy is it to get up for that matchup? Yeah, I think pretty easy. Um, I'm not going to say it's as much of a rivalry as the Montreal Canadiens games when we play them. Um, definitely yeah. don't like them, but Battle of Alberta, or Ontario, sorry, for sure, is uh, something to get up for, and you know when it is and where it is, and the crowd wants to beat beat each other. I mean, depends what barn you're in, but it's nice to have a home opener like that and uh, and get into one. At home and get a win against the Senators, always a good thing, no doubt. So 26 saves for Ilya Samsonov on Saturday, back-to-back victories. It's always great to see an unlikely source score a goal, and I'm sure your teammates felt the same way when you scored a goal, Rosie. But Justin Hall scores the game winner. A frantic, you know, final 10 minutes of that game, very similar to what happened against the Montreal Canadiens in the season opener. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I noticed they, you know, keep starts, Hall and and Muzzin to start the game after having a pretty tough one um, just days before and, you know, looked like some panicky, panicky play by, by Muzzin, especially turning that puck over right, just chucking it up the middle. So to start them shows that, you know, he believes in them. He wants to inject some confidence in there. He's reading out the lineup or however he does it in the, in the locker room. The guys are all buzzing and he, he says their name on the back end and guys are all buzzing getting ready and it gives them a little boost and uh you know maybe that helped because like you say uh, an unlikely source gets in there to get that game winner I wasn't sure who got it at first and then saw that number three and was pretty jacked up so um good for him and uh you know you want guys like that who you know aren't always getting opportunities to inject themselves with confidence to to do things like that and and to to get that out of the way so you know their their wheels can start moving Banging away on the doorstep, we also saw David Kampf score his first goal of the season off a pretty redirection pass by Jake Muzzin. So you mentioned Hall and Muzzin coming off a tough outing in the season opener, much better here in the third game of the season. And suddenly it was doom and gloom in game one to things are pretty optimistic, uh, I, I guess, after game three. And we'll get to the goaltending conversation in mere moments. But certainly I think the Leafs have a lot to be happy about coming off the weekend. And they did say in the opener against the Montreal Canadiens. But all in all, I think the top line has been really, really quiet quiet for the most part. I think they were held in check again on Saturday. Maybe it was because the crowd. Like, they need the rock back in the building. Eh? I thought it was a morgue again. I know. I think that's the problem with that building. It always has been. I mean, could be the acoustics in there, the way it's built. It's <laughs> meant to be quiet. It's an all-purpose venue, which pisses me off because all these buildings look the same these days where, you know, you used to be going to the – the Forum and the Gardens and the yeah. Boston Garden and the Olympic and just all these different buildings that had so much character. And I bet when you put 20,000 in them, it was just an absolute gong show of, of intensity. And these ones aren't quite that bad. Toronto seems to be a little bit worse. I think, I think the crowd and the ticket prices obviously brings a, 
a type of fan that's entertaining a business client or something like that. And they're not even in their seats by puck drop down in the, in the platinum seats there, they're underneath eating food and having a bullshit, but whatever. I mean, you're still playing in Toronto. I mean, the buzz that you're feeling on that team when you, when you have a home game is undeniable, whether the suits are, are screaming and yelling or not. So not a huge deal, but yeah, that first line, I mean, I still haven't really seen Matthews, not a, not a huge deal. Um, we know what he's capable of, but it's certainly not Austin Matthews is, uh, best on fire hockey that he's playing right now. But I've noticed Marner a lot out there. He's, he's buzzing. Yeah. I like how hard he works. He's kind of everywhere. Um, is he putting points across the board every shift? No, maybe not, but he's definitely got things going there. It's a matter of time, but I mean, the power play that they scored on like Tavares, Riley, Marner, Nylander, Matthews, it's, it's disgusting, right? It's wicked. And they got her done and, and they got her done there, um, on Saturday with a PP goal, a big one. And yeah, it's just a matter of time before they start buzzing. So maybe they'll, they'll come through against the Yotes tonight. In general, I thought Toronto was victim of overpassing on Saturday. And we've seen this the last couple of years, especially in this iteration of this team with all the skill set they have. Mitch Marner specifically, I think, has been fighting it just a tad. And he's actually a guy I'm looking at for tonight's game against Arizona, which leads us into number two in terms of topics here. The goalie drama, the conundrum, if you will, the news of Matt Murray in the morning skate, Rosie, on Saturday, injuring his groin and, you know, hours later ends up on the LTIR out at least four weeks. Like, it's just, here we go again, placed on IR for the seventh time in less than five years. What were your initial thoughts when you found out the news on Saturday? Yeah, well, it came across my phone and I'm like, I'm like, is he hurt? He left. He left. Why is he? Is he ready to go? Did he just leave a little bit? Oh no, he left. Okay, is he gonna play tonight? Is he? Is he okay to play tonight? Boom, long term IR. Like what? He's he's one game in, hasn't got a win yet, and you know that was his knock when he got. That was one of the knocks when he got signed. Is he's not healthy very often, and he can have a tendency to be injured. To get injured that that quickly was just like shocking, but. If you look at what they did, they didn't put all their eggs in the Murray basket. They've got, you know, reinforcements with Sammy. And he has been equally as good as Murray throughout the preseason. And, and you know, he just got a win. And he's very capable. He seems confident. He's I like him. I like him a lot. So they knew that when they signed Murray, they're going to get someone to kind of have a one-two punch there for this exact reason. Did you hope it happened in pregame skate? Like, how do you get hurt in pregame skate? And how are you not, how are you hurt that quickly after how many months of prep on your groin, your abductors, everything? Were you not strong and flexible and just ready to rock? It's just, it's not a good sign that this wasn't like a, a crazy workload he's put on. He hasn't been grinding through the season. It's not the dog days of, of January, February, and he tweaks his groin. It's, he should be fresh as a daisy and he yanks something so badly that it's long-term IR. And, you know, then you, then you start to look at the, the consequences of that. And all of a sudden there's some light showing because that opens up his whole contract in the cap. And now all of a sudden Wayne trains back on the roster. They bring up Robertson who needed a shot after what he did in camp and away we go. There's all these repercussions of that happening. So just tons going on in Leafland. And I mean, you got to look at the positives and say, well, hey, at least that gives us a lot of flexibility with our roster and we're not four bucks against the cap anymore. You'll look at the positives. I'll look at the negatives. To put all your eggs in this Matt Murray basket in the offseason was just ludicrous. And the fact that we're, what, three games into this season and Matt Murray is already on injured reserve LTIR, just a, a massive gaffe by Kyle Dubas, a lame duck general manager. There's no other way to put it. Like he put his career 
his job on the line with the Toronto Maple Leafs with somebody he knew in Matt Murray from his day with the Sioux Greyhounds and knowing the history and the resume and the background of injuries for said goalie. And then all of a sudden a groin injury, like it's again, and, and we'll see what happens over the next little while. I think you're bang on with that assessment on Ilya Samsonov. He has the opportunity to be the guy moving forward, even if, and when Matt Murray can return in over a month, Eric Schalgren's going to back up for the most part. Having said that, sounds like Schalgren's going to start tonight against Arizona. What'd you make of that? Yeah, I hear that. Uh, I just found that out this morning and yeah, interesting enough. Um, you know, obviously they're the Phoenix Coyotes. So if you're going to do something like that, do it now. Um, be great for them to get a win. And Shalgren gets a win under his belt and gets a little little taste of action. All of a sudden he's right in the mix just in case, God forbid, something happens again. And we got Samsonov going down. But, I mean, to go back to to your gripes, like what what were the options for Dubas in, in the offseason? Keep, keep, uh, keep Jack Campbell? Campbell could have been an option. Um, you know, there's a couple of guys out there too. I, obviously, I think they made the right decision on Peter Morazic, but it just felt weird at the time. And I think the reaction exemplified that on social media that maybe Matt Murray wasn't the right guy. I just don't know how you can go to that well, knowing that a team that is trying to get better in the Ottawa Senators is pawning them off to you and open and willing to do so. And you know the track record and the resume with injury, right? It's a very volatile position, Rosie, to begin with. But the amount of times this guy has been injured or inconsistent with his play the last couple of years, you can't continue to hang your hat on the fact that he won two Stanley Cups way back when with the Pittsburgh Penguins. He's approaching 30 and he's injury plague. Like there's no other way to put it. And unfortunately, I think this could lead to the downfall of Kyle Dubas, not to you know, not not to be too crazy about it three games into the season, but I think goaltending is so important. And now you're going to rely on a guy like Eric Schulgren to be your backup. But as mentioned, projected to get the start tonight against Arizona as we move on to topic number three in the Austin Matthews Bowl. Schulgren, 8-4-1, save percentage last season. What kind of emoji would you text over to me when ta- trying to talk about those statistics? Uh, I don't know if there's The poop enough, emoji. Uh... There's enough info in emojis, but, um, <laughs> you know, save percentage, not great. Got some wins. Um, he's been there before. And I mean, why not, like I said, start him against the coyotes and they're not the deepest team in the world. It's not the most pressure packed game in the world. You're playing in a intramurals arena, basically in whatever the hell it is they play. in. I think it's, I just, I, every time I think about that building and, people down there trying to grow the game in Phoenix and they go to watch a game and, Ooh, I want to get involved in this thing. I mean, Batman wants to grow the game and they go watch and they're like, this is supposed to be a top four sports in North America. This is, this is embarrassing. They're playing in a 5,000. They don't even have their own logo on the ice. They're, it's, it's embarrassing, but um, you know, obviously not the most pressure. not like he's playing in the bell center or at home or something for his first game. So he's going to get his feet wet. I can imagine Matthews in that top line. It's a matter of time before they step up and just, take over a game so not a bad game to chuck him in there and you know your fingers are crossed for him because um he's going to be there for a while backing up and he's going to play more than more than just just tonight so um not bad but at the end of the day i think that's why they put kind of this one-two punch in is because sammy's their number one and he's 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 showing that he's legit and they just got to do what they got to do now that you know the worst thing happened that we could have really imagined with murray he's he's toast for a month or more 
Rosie, I won't lie. That mentality alone is what I fear about tonight's game against the Arizona Coyotes because I think the players are going to feel the exact same way. And the numbers don't lie when it comes to Arizona. They won both matchups last year. They've won four out of the last 10, I believe, overall um, since 2015 against the Maple Leafs. And the, the lines are just fishy when I think you look at the betting lines to this game where everything is trending towards the Toronto Maple Leafs and by a landslide. And I understand the numbers will support that. Arizona's been outscored 12-5 to 5 to start this season. Um, you know, 5-0 and 0 in, the, in the first period to the opponent. Like, they've been dominated as expected. But I think if there's one line you look at, maybe it's the Coyotes' puck line, at least in the first period. Because I actually think they're going to keep things close and don't sleep on their net mining. Always seems to step up big against the Toronto Maple Leafs. I, I just think this is their classic trap game. How do you guard against that as a player and a team? Well, that's the hardest thing. Like, um, it's those things that are out of your control, like a, a, a group mentality or a collective feeling that's going on through the room that's unspoken. You know, how do you how do you change that kind of thing? It's literally unspoken. It's just within everybody. And I think they fell victim to that game one against Montreal. They thought they were going to yeah. walk on them. And that team just came out firing on so just firing so hard that young Montreal Canadiens team and and took it to them, basically. And you know, they held them to within a goal, almost had it, and, you know, let in a, a tough one with a few seconds left. And But ultimately, all you remember is they lost the game because they weren't really ready for it. Um, I don't think you can. All you can do is is preach the fact that we need these points. Do whatever it takes. I don't care if you got to empty the tank with everything you got tonight. That's what it takes to win in the NHL. And ultimately, if you want your big boys to show up, if that top line's buzzing, then then you're going to be fine. But if they're trying to find it and they seem to have a problem with trying, 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 spinning their wheels, trying, keeping to the outside, they can't penetrate, they can't get quality chances, there's just nothing there. And they, then all of a sudden frustration grows in for them. And that's pretty, that's pretty evident a lot of the time with this top line, as good as they can be, sometimes they can spin their wheels. And that's the hardest thing to change because it's not like an obvious thing that you just change. It's not an effort thing. So, you know, hopefully that doesn't happen tonight. But mentality is a big thing and it's easy to take the Arizona Coyotes lightly and you know that could bite them in the ass and like you say with your stats it has before it's so hard to quantify honestly what a trap game means or feels to a player it just it's got it written all over it and again I mentioned last year it had that feel and then they went into the game and they played like absolute dog crap and then coming out of the game they didn't know what to say I, I just I wonder about that I wonder it's about laying a big hit a hot start I think you know giving you know, giving Arizona confidence that they potentially could walk away with a win, I think you have to nip that in the bud right away to start this game. That's a, you know, uh, you know thing on Matthews, it's on Marner, it's on Tavares. I, I think if there's one thing, and I'm looking to see if the Leafs can pass early on in the season, it's from the big boys. Can you step up when you don't really need to step up and you're playing a team like Arizona? Like, I'm very intrigued by this game tonight, I won't lie. <clears throat> Yeah, it'll be interesting. And that's, that is the thing when you get in those positions where the team's not going and everyone's fighting and you can't get momentum going and everyone's starting to get frustrated and the bench is starting to, you know, rah, rah, and the coaches get this line out there. And it's a little bit of frustration setting in. That's when those big boys have to come and take over. That's their job. That's what they do. That's why they're paid what they're paid. And that's why they get the minutes that they are. And when everyone's spinning their wheels and no one can get anything going, you know, that's why I, I think a fourth line that can create some energy, go and bang and, and do something big that gets the boys on their feet, cycle it around, get a couple, you know, ozone face-offs and then get the hell off and get the big boys out there to to have, you know, a play off the draw and to get something going. Just every time you just roll lines and nothing's happening, 
you can't just keep going doing the same thing over and over. You have to have a line that does something different that the other lines aren't capable or willing to do. And, you know, I love that Wayne Simmons is back up in on the roster. Um, what that fourth line is going to be like, I haven't been a fan of it so far. I know camp scored the other night, but aside from that, just overall what they bring and what they're capable of, um, I'd love to see, you know, one of those wingers pulled off for, for Simmer just for that reason. Yeah, and should mention, as you reference uh, the Matt Murray injury and being placed on LTI, open up room for the Leafs to call up Wayne Simmons, Victor Mete, and Nick Robertson. Robertson, by the way, could play tonight. That's because William Nylander has been under the weather the last couple days, and I believe right now coined a game-time decision, but we'll find out maybe near puck drop if Nylander can play in this game. If not, it's going to be Nick Robertson. By the way, Austin Matthews, 10 career games against his hometown Arizona Coyotes. Five goals and six points. Maybe you look at an anytime goal for Austin Matthews tonight. Uh, having said that, it's time to get to the wrap-up brought to you by our friends at PointsBet Canada. Time to win some money, Rosie. We're going to look at a John Tavares anytime assist. I don't know about you, but the captain has looked really, really refreshed, rejuvenated to start this season he has three assists in three games to start the campaign, and you're going to see this number around plus 120. I'll take an assist at plus money right now. Yeah, I like an apple for that guy for plus money um, against this team. I'm not trying to downplay the Arizona Coyotes the way that uh, could get them in trouble, but realistically, um, the, the Leafs are just a much better team, and I think, I think the opposite of what you think. I think they're going to come out and they're going to smoke this team. I think they're going to have their... They're, it's not going to be a 4-3, 3-2, game like it's been so far. They're going to put the puck in the net. The big line's going to show up very easily. Tavares could have a piece of one of those things and get an appetizer. So not a bad bet in my mind at all. I will jump on it with you. All right, let's ride together, my co-host and my friend here. Uh, let's get to the chat interactive, as always, here on YouTube and streaming live on Twitter. Uh, Tyler writes in, Tyler Remchuk, great uh, friend and family here at uh, at the Nation Network, the downfall okay. of Dubas, damn. Maybe I'm being too critical. Am I being too critical <laughs> of Kyle Dubas? Uh, because I think that was a big decision, clearly, in the offseason, Rosie, to go after and put your stake in Matt Murray, knowing the history and the injury history, I should say, of the player. I think it was harsh. I, I know you don't like him. I think I'm going to be probably arguing with you over him most of the year, which is totally fine. But, I mean, look what's going on in Edmonton. Jack Campbell... I mean, within the first few minutes, pow, 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 he just gets lit, gets pulled on Saturday night. Imagine we didn't pick up a different goalie. We put our faith in him when it's proven that, you know, the same shit's happening. We haven't won under this player. He is not the guy to bring us to the promised land, most likely. He walks his cat. I think that's a huge red flag in the first place. That's when I was done with Jack Campbell. <laughs> Dude, nice that's so hilarious. It, it, it's so funny you say that because, uh, as you know, I do work for the NHL Fantasy on Ice podcast alongside Pete Jensen. We did our off-season musings for fantasy hockey. I just said I couldn't be, get behind Jack Campbell because he walked his cat, man. Got no lit way. up over the weekend. Yeah, I think that's funny. That's why we're a perfect red pairing flags. here this morning take. Red flags, Jack. You can't be a cat guy, and if you are, you can't walk it in public. That's that's just that's yeah. as simple as that goes. But no, I mean, you look at the roster that Dubas has made. He made a, he took a flyer, but he took two goalies. That's what I like. It's not just Matt Murray. He didn't put his whole faith in Matt Murray. He took a well-rounded potential and hopes that one of them works. And I very well could be could be Samsonov rides them into the sunset here. Um, who knows? But he's not 
down and out just because he lost Matt Murray to injury. Samsonov is very capable. And I don't hate the guy. You got to look at his whole body of work and look at the roster he's been able to put together. It is a deadly roster. And they just they just got to get it going. And like I said, I think they will have it going tonight. And I think they're going to smash the Yotes. Correction, deadly regular season roster. Because last time I checked, they haven't won a playoff series in 18 years. It's not that I hate Kyle Dubas, by the way, Rosie. I think he's made some really, really good decisions. But he's also made some really, really bad decisions. Remember that Peter Morazic guy? That was another great decision in between the pipes, right? Oh, it's hard to get goalies, man. It is hard to get goalies. They're not available very often. And it's hard to get a goalie that can play in this market. They come around like once every 10 years that you get the opportunity to grab somebody. And uh, it's a tough gig. And yeah, so far it hasn't been good enough. But um, I like the one-two punch of Murray and Samsonov. And so far it's all right. Even if Murray's down, Schalgren could get a win here. And away we go. It's not a punch if Murray's not available though, Rosie. What's that? It's not a punch if Murray's not there though. It's a one agreed, punch because there's no the Matt reason Murray. It's a punch. The reason it's a punch is if something like that happens, which it's going to more likely with Murray, then you got someone to step in and still and still do good things. It's not like he's the only guy. If they hung their hat on Murray and he was the only guy and they had a nobody to back up, I'd, there would be concern and I'd probably be more on board with you. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is the hill I'm willing to die on this season. I think ultimately it's going to cost Toronto another chance at winning a playoff series, but I think only time will tell on that front. By the way, Winnipeg Sports Talk uh, writes in, you're interactive on the chat on this Monday edition. I think we've been stewing on this all weekend. Um, it's been confirmed that William Nylander will play tonight, so thanks for that. Obviously, we're we're live in the moment here. Um, after the morning skate, Nylander didn't skate. It was an optional, so it sounds like he's going to play tonight. What a snipe against Ottawa the other night. Um, and Karel Vimelka was brought up as well. The uh, number one expected to go for Arizona. He had his moments against the Leafs last year. I'm telling you, do not sleep on the Arizona Coyotes tonight. As much as it pains me to say that, Rosie, it's your classic trap game, and you know this as a former player. Yeah, you get caught in those games where, I mean, that was my gripe with the game number one. You just, no matter how much rah-rah you give it, no matter how much you reinforce the fact that we got to be on our best tonight, it's hard not to already count certain games as a most likely win. You look at the odds, you look at... You know the firepower and compare the rosters it should be it should be a win i i think you just anytime you think about the phoenix coyotes this year especially i just roll my eyes and think they're an absolute joke i think they're pathetic and they're embarrassing to this league this league is too good to have that garbage in here playing in that it just it's it's a joke and it's easy to take them lightly that very well could happen i'm betting against the fact that that will happen i think they're they're gonna take a step in the right direction and grow as a team and be mature and get this win which they should get and I don't think they're going to drop the ball as bad as you're thinking they could but like you say the potential is definitely there I'll tell you buddy I've covered this team far too long uh, to <laughs> you're so jaded you're so jaded dude the numbers are too fishy I'm telling you right now people are going to snooze in Arizona they do this every time they play the Maple Leafs I don't care who's on that roster Nick Ritchie remember that name exiled last year to Arizona. Rosie's got 12 goals in 26 games with Arizona. Maybe he gets a point tonight. Not bad, not bad. He could. I hope You're, all the snowbirds are down there already so they can fill up that 45-seat <laughs> building. Give a little razzle-dazzle in there. I love this. You're the optimist. I'm the pessimist. Uh, but certainly this place, this game taking place at Scotiabank Arena. Hopefully the crowd gets involved. But I think it's pivotal right off the bat here as we wrap. First five oh, minutes. That's right. Rosie they're at home. They're on that homestand. My bad. They're at home yeah. right now. So that's that's even better, man. Yeah. They'll be ready. Yeah, because that building's been so live. Yeah. 
it's been a light show, hasn't <laughs> it? Maybe we'll get uh, John Cena in tonight to to rev up the the suits. Yeah, they need somebody. The Rock's not available for every game, but certainly that's what we're looking forward to tonight. Again, Eric Schalgren expected to get the call in between the pipes as a three-game week for the Maple Leafs, so it won't be Ilya Samsonov. And as you heard uh, moments ago, William Nylander uh, sounds like he will be available, and he's had a really, really good start to this season. I wonder if he cracks 80 points again. And Rosie, I think lost in the shuffle of next offseason, the fact that Austin Matthews uh, available to sign an extension. So is William Nylander, by the way. There's there's a few boys, and that's why there's such a, a crunch right now to get things done and to get this team rolling because with the cap situation that they uh, get themselves in and the, these guys need to be signed up and the guys that have been providing the last year or two that are going to need to get paid, you can't keep them all. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. That's why I say let's make hay while the sun shines here, boys. we got a good roster. Got to start winning. This is the year. I love the optimism. Love the optimism. Raw, raw about the regular season. I don't care about the regular season. I care about the Stanley Cup playoffs. And the real conversation here on Leafs Morning Take will happen in the spring, if you know what I'm saying. Rosie, great job today, my man. You too, man. Let's see you tomorrow. And I hope I'm not sitting here with you saying I told you so. Mm, me neither, my man. Remember to subscribe, hammer that like button, leave us a review, stay interactive in the chat as per usual, and visit theleafsnation.com. That's going to do it for the Monday edition of Leafs Morning Take. We'll talk tomorrow. Take care. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 